Welcome to the Gentleman's Podcast. I am Herman. We got Simon over here. I'll tell you what I'm Simon Penner. Yeah. Nick Friesen. Peter Redekop. Isaac Friesen. Aaron Groening. Abe Martins. And Nolan. So we, we actually have, we couldn't really come up with a, with, with a description for this week, but we'll start out with words of, of knowledge, really, or yeah, heavenly answers for, we had, I think we had a lot of those. We had, uh, first of all, we had Isaac on a generator, right? That's correct, the Mundo. Why don't you talk about that? Well, we had this uh, generator that we had been working on for... Ever! Not that long. That was a little less. But yeah, we had been working on it for quite a while. And I was kind of frustrated. I didn't have much to do. I was like, okay, I'm going to figure this out. I went up there, traced the wires, and we were tracing it to the panel. Yeah. And they couldn't really find anything wrong. I was like, okay, how about if I trace it the other way? And I got to the emergency switch and found out that was the problem was very simple you just had to look in the right spot pretty cool uh, but it was it was one of those uh i think pete walked by there and i asked you what are the odds that it's that switch once you got to it test it once it made contact pulled it out again and didn't make contact and i wiggled on it a little bit press start and fired up so it was it was really an answer that was very vague but uh i paid attention to it and it was right that is cool (coughs) actually that's beyond cool that yeah it is which that that's really what we've been working on is trying to get heavenly answers for our earthly problems like what jesus talks about when the uh, fair, when the, the Pharisees, <laughs> when his followers said, uh, "Teach us how to pray," and he, he uh, recite or he gave him the example of the of what we call the Lord's Prayer, and he says, "Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven," and that is really what we've been fighting for. Actually, I had another one today that came out of a source that I would not have figured and maybe my brother's listening <laughs> my brother asked so my brother had all these tumbleweeds and at his shop he's got a big shop with trees around it and I mean there was tumbleweed stacked 10 15 feet high and about that deep or deeper like there was tumbleweeds for days and it's so dry that I mean you need a lot of water for uh, to try to keep the the fire contained if we were going to burn them which I know somebody that has a nice uh, uh, fire. Wrong county. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you, you're a firefighter, but I mean, we have a we have a flame a flamethrower. Oh, to assist in the fire, yeah. not put it out. Yeah, no, you're, yeah. Since you're not in the county, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't we're not worried about it. Okay, but anyway, uh, my, I I uh, seen this video or a, little, a picture of a, a John Deere tech that I know from Hobbs. And uh, they had built a rig from an old uh, silo chopper, modified the header, and uh, they were using it to pick up tumbleweeds and shred them. 
Huh. Yeah. And I told Jordan, I said, look, this is what you need. And he sent me back a video where he was <laughs> bowling through him at his house. <laughs> Apparently, so they had built it, and they couldn't get the header to work. So they brought it over here, and Jordan's like, I'll fix it. One condition, I need to test run it at my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and, and my brother, awesome. when I was talking to him, I asked him, well, how'd you get it? And he told me that story. And uh, he's like, yeah, it was an answer to my prayers. I'm like, damn. You're right. It is an answer to your <laughs> prayers. So, yeah, an unlikely source where we got one of those uh, heavenly answers from. I'm trying to think who else. Oh, talk about today. That's what you mentioned earlier. Today, if my brain would have been operating on electricity, it would have burned all the fuses ten times over. That just means they're weak. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling too many amps. Uh, we had a cluster of computers and programming that just would not go our way. But I think we made some headway with it, with all the problems we had. Actually, I guess before that, we should talk about this morning. I came in, I had I did not have a good day. And uh, Jerry wouldn't let it slide. Got to pray. Fine. No. <laughs> Everyone out of the corners. Time to go. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't happy about it, but I did it anyway. <laughs> and it seemed to turn around after that. Well, it did the other day when he brought it up the first time. It made a world of difference. Yeah, it mm-hmm. did. Yeah. Changed the whole day. A crappy morning. And ended up a good day. It did. <clears throat> yep. This morning, I was having one of those rough mornings. Like when I texted you about the laptop, uh, about getting the password generator, <laughs> I I was literally like, I was at the house just there just i don't want to do stuff i don't want to do anything and uh so what i did uh, i basically i just i stayed at the house until i got a phone call got dressed i start start driving towards the shop and i was like man i'm hungry and i was like well normally i would just go to the corner store pick up a burrito burrito head back to the shop no it's like that's not good enough today i turn around i go back to la sierra grab me a breakfast after that my entire day changed. I was having a great time. I went, like, I was high as a kite. I'm going, like, I'm going to go get the stuff done on the Mac. And then after that, it got so windy, and I was like, fine, I'll do nothing. I'm still having a great day. But uh, after that, the wind kind of came down, and I went and worked on the Mac. But that was, like, it just, just went and got breakfast by myself, just there. Got breakfast and all of a sudden just 180. I don't really know what happened, but I had a great time after that. There must great have been something time. in that uh, omelet, though. Might have to have a talk with Ricky. Yeah. Right. Well, that's it. Couldn't that's this be one of those heavenly answers? You usually go to the corner store. Yeah. So you're saying the corner store is not heavenly. <laughs> you're not getting the point, are you? <laughs> I, I am. I am. I am. <laughs> Yeah. But it, it was completely out of the norm that I would normally do. Yeah. Like, it's just like, no. But then all of a sudden it's like, well, La Sierra sounds pretty good right now. So I go over there. I glance at the menu and I get all the way to the bottom. It's like, oh, that omelet looks good. I'll get that. And it worked. And boy, heavenly omelet. It was a heavenly omelet because <laughs> my day turned around. So way to go, I, Ricky. I have a question. I had a miserable morning as well. Why did we all have a bad morning today? What the heck? I don't know. Y'all speak for yourself. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pete wasn't there. <laughs> huh? I'm talking about the guys that had a bad morning. 
Yeah. We had a prayer meeting yesterday morning. Yeah, we did. Do you think it's an attack? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm just asking. I don't know. I mean, it it it'd be easy to say yes, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Why would it not be an attack? I mean, well, we discussed both sides of that. Why would it be an attack? Well, I guess that's pretty obvious. I think uh, it is an attack because uh, the, the way we are starting to do things, it is it's not... Beyond normal? Yeah, it is, it is not normal, and I think the enemy does not like it. And I, I would say out of the Monday morning prayer... There was quite a few answers because uh, we prayed for more jobs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. And so when I got to Midland, I was kind of walking in tippy toe. Wasn't sure because that machine had had been sitting there for quite a while. Was not working right. Yeah, we didn't really know like, what to do. Yeah, we didn't really know what to do. And I figured, as long as they don't shoot me up, I will just finish this job and I'm out of here. And he was the happiest camper ever. He walked out and he's like, I'm going to bring you a list of all the machines that uh, I want you to tune. Today, I have not even, I'm, I'm not even half done with that list. And he walked up to me and said, uh, once you get closer to the end, I will bring you a new list. We'll just continue. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so there's, there's a, a uh, answer. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, there's there's an answered prayer, and also on on the uh, machine that we have uh, problems with. After we tuned it, uh, that's right. As soon as it would take the second gear, it would just slam it down to first gear, and it just was almost like it was an instant stop. And so we played with it back and forth, and it would still do the same thing. And I was kind of getting frustrated about it, and I was just sitting there and wondering, what what can we do? And it came to mind, um, could it be because the oil is cold? I had it running for 10, 15 minutes, test road again, no okay. problems. Yeah. So, no. so we don't know exactly what the problem is, but... Uh, I, I'm assuming it's it's a sensor of some sort, but it's definitely not a tune. That is that is for sure. Yeah, well, at first we thought it was a programming. So yeah, there's probably not a full answer, but it's, uh, it gives us a good direction of which way to go. Well, even this morning, so Jerry was there sitting beside me, and he said, "I'm just going to watch you." <laughs> and I told him, "I said, man, I woke up, which I woke up pretty early this morning. Usually, I don't wake up till eight, nine. I really can't get myself." to get out of bed until 8. Today I woke up at 6.37. I stayed in bed a little bit longer, but I but I just, I, I had no, like my, I, in a lot of ways I feel like I'm back into the same, like, not 100% depression, but dealing with something similar, something close to that. I'm not depressed to the point where I'm sitting in the corner. But my mind is not active. Like, there's things I cannot recall and I know they're there. Not just that. I remember when I came out of it the first time. I went to that same yard that you were working on today. And I really did not... I, I was working on one, one of their sky tracks. And I did not achieve any... Like, I didn't finish a job. 
and I've been working there for hours. But my mind, as soon as I started, my mind was so curious. There's so many things that just popped up, came up. I freaking loved it. I, 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 I like to do it myself because I had tears in my eyes because I, I, I missed my mind. I did. I, I even told my wife one day. I said, I wish, I wish people could uh, read what goes on in this mind because, man, it is fun when it works right. But today was not one of those days. <laughs> it works right. And so me and Jerry were talking about it. He was sitting there in his chair, and I was playing on the, on the computer trying to figure some of these programs out. And um, I was thinking about it. Like, the auction's going on. I've been wanting to go to the auction. And I'm not a ringman there anymore, so I could just go hang out. Goof off for the day, just burn it like somebody did. I'm not pointing fingers, but I'm looking at Pete. I'll take that. <laughs> Every now and then somebody's just, got to. Uh, it was well yeah. earned, by the way. But I I thought about it, and I told Jerry, I said, man, I know, I'm not having a good day, and I'd rather not have this, but honestly, there is nowhere I'd rather be than in front of this computer trying to figure this out. I really do enjoy it. And from there, it just after, especially after Jerry prayed, it seemed like it got a lot better. It just and then, so we have one more machine. I've had there for like two or three weeks, a skid steer that we have not tried yet. But I found another file last week from another machine. Yeah, you did. I remember. So we're gonna try that yet and see how that's gonna work. Maybe that's an answer to our prayer for that one. Which even okay, so even that last week, the last day I worked on it was Thursday because. Friday, I was just going to take a day off in that machine, try to refresh. Maybe go back after it's Saturday. But Thursday, all bets were off until midnight. So I went back after dinner. And I I didn't have... I am more familiar with race because that's what I started using for, for the programming, for writing programs. So I'm more familiar with race, the way it works, than Winnells. But I know enough to get myself in trouble in Winnells. And uh, I didn't... Later... Next day, I found out the keys that, that the dongle to to use race was actually in the truck. Well, <laughs> I thought it wasn't your truck, so I never even tried race. I'm like, I don't have race. I'll put put two different files in there and I overlaid them to see what the difference. Because we had two different files from two different two ninety nine Ds, identical machines. I mean, perfectly. Both of them had the high flow option. Everything they look absolutely identical, and so but they're different files. So. I put both of them in there, overlaid them, and this is a this is a, this is a working theory, I guess, in a way. For like a split second, I seen something pop up in my mind where I could read the maps that I don't understand yet, and I still have that there, but I don't know what it means. Like I don't know how to use it yet. And, we, and this was, at the end of the day, before I went home, I was so frustrated. And I, it's not so much I prayed. I just sat there, look, I have, we've gotten answers, heavenly answers for things that we work on that are impossible. And this one we can't get. Why not? We are, am I not positioning myself right? Like, what's, what do I need to do? Like, sh- show me something. Like, do I need to, what? How? Because we've gotten the answers for other equipment. Why not for this one? And I think after dinner it came, it was because I've also had a desire to learn to, go, to learn more in depth the, the tuning. And um, 
like out of all the customers we could have, this one has not been that pushy. I told them I said we've got it to the point, it'll it'll throw a flag, but it won't derate. You can use it if you need to, and then we'll work it after you you're done. I said, ah, just just keep it till you get it right. So I felt a lot of pressure up until last week, and then Saturday he texted me saying, you know what, I'll, I'll push this job back that I have a little bit, and just get it right. So there's things that I don't know, and that's part I think why. I've seen that glimpse. Uh, I think it's this is my working theory on it. That my my desire for learning how to tune is being prepared supernaturally, and I just wasn't ready. For, I was I was pushing because I thought the customer wanted a machine, which I'm sure he does. But he's he is one of the few that is willing to wait a little bit. So that's that's really what I'm hoping for now. Like. <laughs> A lot of Hail Mary. A lot of Hail Mary. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway. Who else has a story? So, um, kind of something similar to what you guys are talking about. So, I do apologetics on the side, and I talk to some very smart guys. I mean, very smart. And I was talking to this um, guy who's got a uh, PhD in science. Very smart guy. And something I've been hearing going through the schools a lot that says your perception is reality. And... Why don't you, why don't you explain that, the, the perception is reality? Because I can barely grasp it. And I'm sure there's people listening that don't, that don't realize... So, basically, what that's saying is things are not reality unless you perceive them. Yeah. Yeah, whatever you imagine, you can make that your reality. The different truths. In a way, yes. Um, which, which, which doesn't work, but that's kind of the theory, isn't it? Yeah. So, it's like when you leave a room, okay... And you you go out of that room, and no one else is in there. Does that room exist? The whole Schrodinger's cat kind of thing. So when you come back to the 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 C room, is that room still there because you perceive it? Yeah, it's above my head, I gotta say. So um, it's a question that the Bible has actually got a pretty clear answer to, but it's the opposite of what's being taught. That all perceptions are reality. And so what's in I talk to this guy, I'm like, I want you to give your full answer to me, and then I will give mine back to you. And in the end, if I see that yours um, has got a better conclusion than mine, I will give in to your answer. And so he, he so basically what he said to me is that we have the ability to create 
No, we we see have the ability to build a building. We have the ability to build an automotive machine. So we create, and we create that reality. And I'm thinking he does have a point right because god did give us the power to create the imagination to be able to do it even still could you create like if you take the the term for create create means make out of nothing can you make something out of nothing even your imagination is going to go back to references things you've seen in the past you cannot make something out of nothing so the word create really would not apply in this situation you have to use something like yeah build make there's a lot of different words assemble but in order to say that we create we're not given the ability to create there's only Mm -hmm. one creator only one who can create out of nothing that is very true and that is a good um what would say to talk about that but when you're talking to the 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 these guys, we've come to a place that we know that the world we live in isn't really real. No, it's like there's technically space between all things, and so no no matter how small you get, there's always more space between those things. So you perceive a thing as being solid, but it's not. Right. And so what's in you create, since things get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller, then aren't you creating something new out of technically nothing? No. I agree with Herman, no. Yeah. It's not possible. and the, that's all thought as a creationist, but this guy is an atheist. And so... But even still, the argument there would be you're taking something from something smaller and forming something. Nonetheless, yeah. you're forming it from something that's already there that's not creating. Right. Yeah, even, even yeah. evolution. And they say yeah. that in you know, the Big Bang, well, there's still... Who, who created Big Bang? Like, what? Uh, where did it come from? Stardust. Poof. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> you mean unicorn yeah. fart? There you go. <laughs> unicorn yeah. fart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. we I might ass- take some slack I, for that one. I, I assume that is a little bit more than nothing. <laughs> unicorn farts, yeah, yeah, they're very yeah. unique. Is, what, is that what yeah, they call unicorns? Yeah. But it's still, <laughs> I think so. It's yeah. still not nothing. Yeah. So, um, what, what's in? He got done. Um, it was a very good argument based on the things that they taught in school. Yeah. No, it's a very good way to. Think about it, you know. Um, but I'm like, but there's one thing that you're missing that I know. And he's like, well, what's that? I'm like, what if there was a perfect creation from the beginning, but the thing is, it's all realities that we make and we perceive all lies. And we aren't actually capable of perceiving perfect. So, therefore, we live in an imperfect world. And so, there's one being that's got the distinct 
ability to perceive all things in a perfect way, but we do not po- possess that. Right. And he goes, "Huh?" And then I go, "So if I get a thing of deja vu, what is that? Because we would see cannot." completely easily explain that right. it's like what's in you get to a place and you just get the feeling that you've been there before yeah and everyone gets that in their life or like an image yeah yeah i've had those a lot yeah so if that t- takes place is it possible that you will tech technically there before you even got there and God knew that you w- w- would be there at that time. And he, ne- he needed to get a point across in that time. And then when w- you reach the, 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 that time, you get a glimpse. So would you say that like deja vu, they're, they're perfect. heavenly like place markers in your life? Like checkpoints in the game. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah. Same yeah, because but it's a glimpse yeah. right. into God's perception of being perfect. So yeah, this, that doesn't quite click with me, but no. So this is what I got out of it. It says that our days were written out before the cosmos were even even thought of or built. Yep. So if my days were written out in a game, we have checkpoints. And this could be a similar thing showing you, look, you are on the right path, especially when you don't know him personally. Because I used to get him a lot more than I do now. But I believe that now I'm walking in what my days are written out to be. So are you saying then that that they are, you used to get him a lot more, so were you getting him before you were saved? Which would mean you were basically getting him as, this is a checkpoint, like this is a stopping point, reevaluate. Probably I, I, don't, I really can't explain that, but which the the other way to look at it is that's another heavenly system. If that, which we don't know if that is that way, but if you think about it, if it is that way, then the idea of checkpoints in the game they came from heavenly. Well, system. everything, urban legends, myths, everything comes from some form of form of fact. Yeah. So did gaming come from some form of fact? That might be a Nick question, Nick. Probably a fun, a, a truth, <laughs> I guess, fun. Yeah. imagination. Yeah. yeah. So um, we 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 see go down the blood yeah. sign, and then I think of when you guys speak about a heavenly answer, and you pray for that. It is asking God to give you a glimpse into a per- perfect answer for the situation that you're in that you could not have come to on your own a cheat code pretty much mm-hmm. yeah no it really is it really is like a cheat code that's a, it's a very layman's way to explain it that's it's good yeah so uh, i w- went through all that and then at the end i posed a question to him I'm like, have you ever come to a point in your lot side where you had no idea what you were doing, but you did said something and it just walked. And he's like, yeah. 
And I'm like, can you give me the theoretical chance of that happening? Of that t- t- taking place? And the answer is he can't. No. Because it's theoretically impossible for you to not have knowledge, then go up to something that you don't know and just go boom and yeah. do it. So, yeah, that actually, we've, we've, uh, and I think, uh, I think all people probably get them, have any answers. Because I, I, I don't know. I might ask my brother one day. I didn't ask him today, but I'm going to ask him one day if he ever thought. Like what he said, this was an answer to my prayers. Because the county, like New Mexico, Hobbs was building it. The county, whatever county Hobbs is in, they were building it, I believe, for the county. And but the tech, the deer tech over there had trouble. They had built the whole header, like custom, like all kinds of stuff built together. It works really well. It looks like an odd contraption, but. And Johnny said that he had helped. Uh, they couldn't get the header to turn on or something, so he had help with that. My brother is very good when it comes to electronics, and he just said, "Yeah, it, it, it was it was an answer to my prayer." How many people say that not knowing that they're actually absolutely exactly right? And you say that just out of well, you're used to saying it, it's and it's actually you don't realize how true it really is and how often you could tap into it. I guess really the, the thing, how often could we tap into it? Which also gets me to that machine. Like I, I was really, now I'm not that frustrated, but I was very frustrated last week to the point where Friday I chose not to look at it. <laughs> yeah. That explains a lot. Yeah, does it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what else we got? I don't know. Come on, Pete. You had a busy week. That last week or this week? This week. This week's been slow. Last what are you week. talking about? Last week was. It was. Last week was pretty busy. I mean, we knocked out a lot. Uh, got some in-frames done that we were kind of worried that one of them that we thought we blew up. Turns out it was a simple mistake. We won't point any fingers. Simple mistake. Simple mistake, yeah. Probably best that way. Best that way. Point noses? I could, yeah. Do you know who it was? Oh, yes. Who? I won't point fingers. Come on. No, we won't hold nobody accountable. It was a simple mistake. It was, it was nothing wrong with the engine. Everything was good. Anybody. It could have, yeah. Yeah, because it wasn't, wasn't what part of What pickup truck was it? What semi-truck was it? Huh? What semi-truck was it? The Cummins. Uh, yeah. Would you be asking those questions, Simon, if it was you? He was scared it was him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, every, everything, I, I guess, last week, what, what day was it that this kind of went to shit? You remember? Wasn't it Thursday? It might have been Thursday. I think it was Monday. No, uh, no, we we had a good week. Yeah. What day did uh uh Marcy cook lunch last week? Thursday we had our Monday. Yes, it was Thursday because Thursday we had our Monday morning prayer. <laughs> okay, that's it. Yeah, that, that that's yep. that's the day then. Thursday after lunch, yeah. we had our Monday morning Cause, prayer. Because that morning everything went to crap. Yeah, it did. Like everything that Hardcore. possibly could go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, minus blo- minus the shop blowing away, but well, we we weren't far. <laughs> I don't think we were far from that. Pretty windy last week. Yeah. Yeah, but after Jerry pulled us aside right before we went to lunch, uh, that was the turning point for the entire for the rest of the week. Uh, Thursday afternoon we came back, uh, refreshed, new mindset, and Friday was awesome. Friday so, we really really hammered it. Marcy sent me a sermon today of a pastor, well known pastor, Bill Johnson. Apparently he's evil. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, according to some people, 
He, uh, I, I just started listening to it, and um, he mentions that verse, pulled down every stronghold. And I think so often we look at strongholds just in a, in a spiritual realm when they're not, because everything is a spiritual realm. The work we do is a spiritual realm. So... <clears throat> He's uh, and what he said makes sense, but I don't know how to fix it. He said any any time that you rely on your own answer versus what are you playing with? Goofballs. He may or may not have messed up. It's it's called Nanya. Oh, don't worry about it. Am I correct? I got to talk about it <laughs> again. I'm just talking about the streaming recording thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. Anyway, yeah, he, he mentioned that any time, like the strongholds in her life, there's a verse. What, what, what? I don't have my phone because I'm using it as a as a camera here. What'd you look for? Uh, the verse that says, "Pull down every stronghold." Give us a minute. We got technical issues. Mental issues. Yeah, mental <laughs> issues. We got mental mental issues. Uh. If you can find it easily, but he's—I would like to to read that verse because what he said was, "You good with the New King James? That's what pulls up right away." I don't know the da da da. Well, but yeah, uh, that's Second Corinthians ten three through five. Uh, I'll read it, New King James. Maybe somebody finds it during that time. Yeah. What was the Second Corinthians ten three through five? For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing out or bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So, to me, that was always just like in spiritual warfare. That's, I. I and I really can't say if it was taught that way or I just perceived it that way. It's probably just me perceiving it that way. But when he said it today, especially since we've had so, which is I've been so stressed and trying to get a heavenly answer for that skid steer that we're not getting. When when I heard that, he said, any time that you need an answer and you rely on your own understanding, that is a stronghold. Which. Which that is also, but doesn't completely apply, does it? Because you have a lot of knowledge that you accumulate through experiences, whether with God or without Him. But you do well. I guess they're all with Him because He lets you live. So (laughs) there's there's that argument. But so there is a lot of experience there to draw from. So it doesn't completely apply that your own understanding. One can build a stronghold for themselves. Okay, explain that. Well, a king will build a castle for himself, for his own protection. Yeah, but that's that's all strictly physical. Um, anything mental or emotional or spiritual would be a little bit different than that. How would how would you uh, how would you pull down a stronghold? Let's say, and that skids through. I need so desperately an answer for. Like, it, it, I, I I can't. You know what comes to mind? Uh, going to Kentucky. Um, remember we had the talk that one night, Isaac. We talked about the web, uh, the uh, armor of God. We talked about it one night. Um, I don't remember what conclusion we came up with, but uh, that kind of seems like uh, where it would go to. So in the Amplified Classic, the same verse, just reading verse 4, 
For the weapons of our warfare are not physical, weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of, of strongholds. So when we were talking about the armor that night, what did we come up with was a weapon? Because, you know, in the, in the armor, it, it's... Didn't it, it say the word is the, is the sword? Yeah, it's the sword. So if it says, for the weapons of our warfare are not physical, so we have to go back to maybe that verse, tie that verse into this as far as the weapons. So before we go there, the word is the, the weapon is the sword. We should really get this very controversial subject across. I don't think it's that controversial. What we talked about over there was, well, or will be, yeah. because what we talked about it, the, that the word that it talks about, the word that's alive is not that that is written. People say the word, the Bible, is the word alive, and it's not. The word only comes alive when we speak it. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of, not useless, but it's 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 it doesn't have power unless somebody uses it. Well, the Bible says the power is in the tongue. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, um, which uh, which 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 version are we using for this? Doesn't matter. Okay. So this this is like like Herman's favorite version in the world. The passion. <laughs> but th- this one kind of goes to evil. the word. Do what? The evil. Oh. Shenanigans. So in every other version, if, if you go to Romans 8, ver- uh, Romans 10, verse 8, so the tra- Passion Translation says, but the faith, righteousness we receive speaks to us in these words of Moses. God's living message is very close to you, as close as your own heart beating in your chest and as near as the tongue in your mouth. And what is God's living message? It is the revelation of faith for salvation, which is the message that we preach. For if you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will experience salvation. If you read that in, say, let's say the NASB, the same thing, verse 8. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we are preaching. So the word... Is right there. Every translation uses the word except for the Passion Translation. Passion Translation explains it just a little bit differently. So going back to the word being, you know, this strictly the word, that's not really what it says. What does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. See, that when when I read that, when we talked about it that evening. Yeah. But we didn't we didn't bring this up. Uh, this this no, came across later. But I, I we, we talked it. about it that evening that the word where it talks about that the word is the sword, is yeah. the weapon. Yep. Not defense, it's an offensive weapon. Yep. That it is not the word per se, you know, if you have a Bible. Which I, I think it is, but that's not all it is. It's, it's that's n- just one little piece well, of it's, it. It's like if you have your sword at home, it's not going to do you any good. Well, it's not the Bible itself. I mean, you're not going to hit somebody with the that's Bible. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. When, but, when, but the word of it, which is a lot of times the exactly, word, the knowledge that is instilled inside of you from it. If you don't use it. Then it's useless. Exactly. It's like you carry around a handgun that's not loaded. Yeah, you know, I asked not the highway. Texas, we don't. Yeah, years ago I asked the highway patrol before I had my license to carry. Before you know, I was really knew knew anything. Um, I asked him, you know, about about carrying a gun in the truck. I was I was of legal age, uh, so I asked him, you know, you know, can I carry it in the truck? He said, of course. I said, well, can I keep it loaded in the truck? And I didn't have a license. He goes, do you put your seatbelt on halfway? <laughs> so that kind of uh, explains that. You know, do you carry it unloaded? Same thing. You know, do you carry a Bible unloaded? If you say yes, you know, I carry, I have a Bible. Do you read it? If not, what's the, what's the difference? It's an unloaded gun. It ain't gonna help you nowhere. You know, Somebody comes at you. What are you gonna do? Throw the book at them? <laughs> not gonna get you very far. 
you're gonna have to have a heavier book, like one of those old ones. Well, like, that's like, when you get one of those big leather family Bibles. Yeah, they'll yeah, hurt. Yeah. Like a 500 Smith and Wesson uh, caliber Bible. Ah, <laughs> where do you get those? <laughs> 50, 50 AE. Yeah. Um, we'll have to talk about this. Yeah, that's it's very interesting. Um, what did you find? I lost my, lost my train of thought was, there for a second. Y'all actually changed topics by the time I found this. We can go back. No, this is... Hey, this, Aaron, this, hit rewind. This <laughs> there you go. Tell the you people to give rewind. us a minute. We'll go back. Um, oh, just, uh, I lost my train of thought, dude. All of it. You know what happens? You just unloaded your gun. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Found it. Good. Now you wait. <laughs> um, Reload. Son of a gun, it was gone again. Oops. Faith, there we go. Okay. Wait, faith. Let me just spit it out. Another thing you talk. Like, this is the Bible talks about this. That faith is the only way to please God. Not reading the Bible, not praying, not worshiping. Faith. I think all the, the, it. I had never thought about it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Faith well, is the only way to so, please Him. Okay, so so you give an example then. Um, what about faith is it that will please Him? I think it's because will it, would this then be a situation like where Jesus says uh, the only commandment is love and and the rest of these will follow? It's just not the same thing. If you love someone, you're not going to hurt them. You're not going to lie to them. You're not going to steal from them because you love them. You you want the best for them. That's what love is. You want the best for them. So the only way to please God is faith. Therefore, would faith not mean learning His Word, taking the time to study? Being with I think him it gets in prayer, you there, but that's not it. Well, no, it's 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 not the actions itself, but it, it's just like anything else. Uh, faith without works is dead. Right. No, I see that. But the thing is, it's for me. This was so hardcore instilled in me. You read your Bible every morning. You pray ten times a day, and and fifteen Hail Marys or whatever. Not that. Man, you were far more devoted than I was growing up. I didn't say I was that devoted. Oh, I said okay. That's what I was told to do. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see how it <laughs> no, is. No, but. That, that's I don't know if I was told that but that's what I got out of it I'm yeah. not saying they preached that but that's what I got out of it yeah and all works yeah and it I think faith to have that kind of faith I think it's it's exactly what we're doing with the words of knowledge like how I can't find them half the time it seems like he gets all of them and this guy gets all of them everybody they're greedy me. and don't want to share I know just position yourself. Imagine. That's easy for you to say. Isn't hey, it? hey, this is not a fat joke, but you're a little bigger than me. You catch more than I do. You're in my way. Get out of the way so I can position myself. You got to use everything to your advantage. I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, but I think that, like, it's, it's building faith. I don't think, I don't know if anybody ever gets there completely, but it's, we are very simply working towards it. Oh. And that's the only thing that will please them. Yeah. So you're saying we, we have not arrived. I don't think we'll ever but arrive. We've left. That's my personal opinion. So I don't know. I will argue. Oh, I want to. Say that. Where is it? There, there's a verse that says, if you do these things, you will never stumble. So that means there, there is a goal to set to so get that point. There is a lot more. What verse was it? Hebrews 11.6. 11, 11.6. 11, I want it in a different translation. Okay. The Passion says, and without faith, faith living within us, within us, it would be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith, knowing that he is real. And this last part is really what, that what really got me when I was reading it. 
knowing that he is real and that he rewards the faith of those who give all their passion and strength into seeking him. To me, like this is also one of those that I always looked at. This is just for my spiritual battles, like the, whatever goes on in my mind. It is for that, but it's for so much more than that. Like it's a daily life. It's 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 the skid steer. It's the it's the it's the everything. Yeah, they need they need a lot more faith. They need a lot of prayer and faith. We're gonna have to put anointing. Five Bibles under the hood. I need some holy water. I on keep it. one in the truck. It works real good all the way till we let you drive it under yeah, the hood. That, that you need to keep true. one of yours in there. I think mine just don't like you. This <laughs> <laughs> oh, is possible. Ow. Wrong wow. translation. Wow. Well, I already keep two. I've got the Amplified Classic and the New King James, and it still ain't working. Yeah, both of those are no good. Oh. Understand. NASB and passion. Need more holy water. Uh, yeah, probably holy water. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a spout when Herman opens the door. It's gonna, <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll be okay. Spritz it. That's right. I'm gonna get a little microphone pops up or a little speaker pops up, and when you get in there, I don't know. We're gonna get one of the tech guys to do this. Face recognition. It's gonna say something like uh, "Be gone, Satan," and then it'll. <laughs> we'll be okay after that. We know the truck will run then. Here's your dose of holy water. That's right. Yep. So, and then the truck will work good. You can see. So, well, what makes you say that you can't arrive there? I, I think it's. I think the um, the one. I, I guess in some ways I'm hoping not to arrive because of the challenge is what brings me brings joy to my life. A daily challenge. Without it, that I haven't noticed for myself. Well, that's I, I think have, that's why we'll never arrive. Because I've noticed myself not. that. Do you think, Nolan, that that we can arrive? So there were two people in the Bible who did get get there, and that's Enoch, right, and Elijah. But who says that their faith was fully developed? They had faith that God picked them up. But was was there more to be had? I think so. Well, the truth is, is there's always more to be had. Right. But you can find such favor with, with God that he will pick you. And I think a lot, lots of other times people get in the minds oh the spots have been filled and it's like well in the bible does it say that there's a certain amount of spots <laughs> for those men well there's a spot for everyone jesus said it if there wasn't one i would go make it yeah i would go build one mention mm-hmm. and so by finding favor of god what takes place I don't know. I think we get more and more answers. Like, uh, I think it'd be easier to find them. I think with the more we develop faith over time. But I, like I said, I don't know. I never thought I'd come to the point where I'm at now. But I, I, I maybe if I, maybe if there is a point to getting there, maybe I would see it differently. That it'd be good. And just live life that way. But as of now, I hope we don't. I because like the it, challenge. It, it could get boring, right? I think so. I, I like I said. I don't. I mean, it's it's hard to say if you've never been there, right? But 
the way my mind works right now, yes, that's the way I would look at it. Good point. So, what, well, what side do you guys think it gets easier? I don't know if it gets easier per se. I think it's just there's more joy in it. So, because well, it's not been easy the last few weeks, anything but. What person in their lifetime got the closest to a death? Everyone. David. No, it's Christ. Yeah, well, he was there. Like he didn't get, like, he didn't get close. He was there. Well, if that's the yeah. case, then then what are you talking about? That the struggle, like his, was not good. It was really hard. And he arrived. But okay, so okay, so on that note, <laughs> wait a minute. Where's the drums? Hold back. Drums. Yeah. It's too late now. <laughs> Lost day the late, moment. Day late, dollar short. You guys gotta listen. A happy meal short of a fry or a fry of course having some um the what you said earlier about loving people jesus says in the new testament that the first commandment is love the lord your god with every all your being and the second is like the first love your neighbor like yourself how often and i don't is might be the right way but just speaking from my own personal experience i lived and pretended to love people yeah now you could even go into what is love like it, it it's not what we perceive as what we feel towards our families that you, that is a love but that that's not really what what jesus said as love because you're, you're digging a hole well i know but is that not what this is for yes it is okay so, I just want so you to be very aware oh i don't mind like ooh, i i pack a big shovel <laughs> I, actually like down, I just might not be able to get out but I, I think, you know, I'll turn this off. I was looking for a verse, but we'll find that later. Maybe bring it up next time. What? He'll find it for you. This well, guy takes oh, I was looking for the one where it says like that, that, uh, that you can walk blameless. Like there's a point that says you follow these and, and you, you will not stumble. You remember that's that second Peter, first Peter. It's in Peter somewhere. But anyway, back to that. Like, like when you look at love, because uh, it, it talks about uh, even, even, the, oh, crap, even the Gentiles, even, even the ones who don't believe in Christ, the atheists, they all love. But it's not the love of Christ. So what is love? It's not loving your family. It's not doing good for your family. It's not doing good for people. What is it? It's got to be like a genuine, genuine feeling that... Well, that describes love. Corinthians describes love. doesn't hate. Well, it, to doesn't. a point. It, it, yeah, yeah, that part does. But, but how even often, that, what does that really look like? Right. How, I, see, because how often do you want it to be that? Yeah. But you're really sitting there like, I'd love to give them one. I think love is one of the ones that, that's... It becomes more and more real. Um, I can say for myself, a person that, that came from I, not a lot of emotion well, or, or none. Uh, I've been told multiple times, like, like very cold. There, there's was for years I wouldn't worry. Like I didn't care, didn't cry. Didn't, like, my, my number one emotion was anger. It was the easiest one to control, so it was the easiest one to live with. But And it gets you places. Oh, it really does. It does. Oh, yeah, people kind of stay out of your way. There's yeah, so we kind of thrive in that. But um, regardless, like as... As I was changed, as when I accepted Christ, as the Spirit came in, and, and the things that changed in my life through Christianity, as as I became a Christian and started seeing what it really was, when you study into what love is, emotions come out that you don't even know exist. And and the I, I think kind of love is one of those, it comes out as you see somebody, like say you see a homeless person on the side of the road, you know, it used to be, it's like, ignore them and keep driving. 
Ah, they they don't. They could go get a job. They could find do this. A exactly. Job. It's not like that anymore. Or he'll go wasted on drugs. And exactly. Alcohol you know, and anyway. that's not I love. What would love be? Love would be regardless what he does with that money. It does not matter. Yeah. The fact is, you do the best you can for him, and you do it out of out of sincere heart. It's not. I I, I feel guilty. I need to give it to him. That's not what it is. It's. I want him to do better. I will sincerely you feel for yeah, him. Exactly. And it's for everybody. You know, the, the people that hate you the most, the people that talk crap on you, all of those, you sincerely want them to do better. You want the best for the people who hate you the most. That in the, is, in a sense, at least somewhat a form of love. It, it's, it's can't, and it's not just a, a genuine, all right, genuine. It's, it's not a feeling, a gushy, warm feeling. That's not what love is. Like somebody explained once to me but it that it comes automatically. Like you don't you don't have to work at it. You see him and you I, feel I don't know. Love sometimes sometimes I think you do to a point. L- love is a choice. It's to not really point. yeah because you can you can train yourself in that. No yeah yeah but I mean that's what I'm saying like it's it's not an instant choice. It, no it's, it's really not. Yep. Yep. Yeah you yeah, get yeah, up I every morning and and you do that. You know um, I think it was John Froze. I can't remember uh, uh, somebody one time at one of the first encounters I went to brought up love and said. Love is not just, you know, like with marriage. It's not, it's not just, I love her, and then, but I, I'm not in love with her. Like one of those situations, somebody brought that up. And he said, that's not what it is. Love is a choice. You get up every morning and you, you make that decision like, I love my family. Or I love the people around me. You know, you, you work that. You and it, it becomes them. a thing. Yeah, you don't tolerate them. You love them, but you make that choice. It's not something that you rely on it happening by itself. You do it. It's inside you. You make the decision. And it becomes real. Yeah. More and more. The divorce rate, everything would go down if people would see that. Would mm. Wake up in the morning, look at your family, and, and tell yourself and tell them, I love you. It will change because it's a decision you make. Well, that's something we talked about, the homeless homeless people. I used to be one of them look at them. Like, well, yeah, just ignore it and keep going because yeah. it was easier. Yeah, well, but, well, and the thing is, that, when you saw them, it was one of two things. Either you were angry or you, were, you felt guilty. Well, to me, it was... I, I was always a little bit angry because, I mean, this guy gets to sit there on the side of the road and do nothing all day while I work for my money. So I forgive him some of my money. He's probably going to go waste it. And, but I didn't, I didn't... I never said that. It's probably the first time I ever said that. I uh, sometimes would give him money, but it was more out of guilt. Yeah, exactly. And I never... And it was, it was out of guilt because I am supposed to love my neighbor. Yeah. I know that. But back then, I remember the, the well, few instances, but that I uh, I did not believe that it was possible to have a genuine love towards a guy like that. Yeah. Which that another one that you talk about about family, that's something that I kind of got on this point a little bit and then got off and working toward back towards again. Something came to my mind. I don't know where, because my you know, wife, we have, we have her, her seems like we have her, her um, on and off streaks. And it's not her, it's me. Well, like, especially when I'm dealing with this, what seems like remnants of depression. I am not, I'm not warm and cuddly. Yeah. Marcy, Marcy did put in Colossians 3.14. I don't know if anyone wants to pull it up and read it. Yeah. So There's my beautiful wife. Yeah, so Aaron's been trying to get your attention for the last couple minutes. He's got a mouth. He can say something. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to chime in at the wrong time. Lutsev is good, but love can also be extremely hard. Because I'm called to be a watchman, and being that is a very tough thing to be. Because I see destruction 
before it even comes into a per person's life. But I can speak to them and I can tell them, but in the end, they've got the choice. I Yeah, I tend to do the latter, leave it. I mean, if, if, if I see they're open to something, but so that takes me, well, first, let me finish yeah. what I was talking about, but um, like we did, and this is what Marcia just sent, it's very good. I want to read it in just a minute. Um, I had this thing, like before we got married, I couldn't keep my hands off of her. Rub against her breast a little bit. <laughs> Maybe, you know, any excuse to just... And it, it, it wasn't hard. I tell you, it was hard not to. Why did it change when we got married? Like, it, this is an iron I've been chasing. Yeah. And when I started chasing it, it changed to the point where we started, started doing that again. And because why did it change? When, because it's forbidden fruit. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to have it. Like, why? <laughs> this is a genuine. If somebody has an answer, please give me one. There's a... Uh, there, there's a there's a Jordan Peterson video that kind of explains this. You ever listen to his 12 rules, 12 rules for life, whatever he's got? Uh, it's really good. Like, it's he's really a really smart. big book. I, wanted yeah, to, I started yeah. listening to it once and I could not finish well, it. I, I did, he's got a book on it? Yes. Oh, I was yeah, just listening to one yeah. of his videos <laughs> on it. It's okay. a big book. He, he talks about something. He says, anything you set yourself up in life for, if you set a goal and you work towards that goal, one way or another, you will achieve that goal. So that's kind of like what, what you're talking about right there. You start searching for that. When your mind is set up to do that, whether consciously or subconsciously, you're working towards that. So you said you, it starts to come back into play. It, he says that it will, not that it might. No, that's true, but there's also a caveat to that. You can't just yeah. write it down on a blackboard. And oh, say no, this no, you have goal. to speak this out it and has, set that into your mind. You have to has, put it into practice. Well, it has to be something you truly desire yeah. or else yeah. it will not happen. No, of course not. I mean, it's got to be something you actually genuinely want, yes. like that, that you are going to chase. Yeah. So if that's what you said, you started to chase it, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Therefore, an answer has exactly. to appear. So something yeah. has to. It, even subconsciously, your mind is going to work towards that. So what Nolan was talking about, um, th there's a, a phrase that's thrown around a lot is I don't care. And yeah. I think people, or I well, should say, I am very careful now when I say it because I, I know when I used to say it, it wasn't that I didn't care. It's I didn't want to care because it hurt too much to care. I don't think you can love people if you don't care. And God called us to love. Yeah. How do you how do you love if you do not care? Yeah. It's not possible. So but that also goes into it is difficult, but the thing is it's 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 not so this is the way I have experienced that caring for people and that is difficult or loving people that is difficult. It's not so much that it's difficult to where I I have to push myself every day to do it. I get to do it. I, I enjoy doing it, but it doesn't take the pain of it away at all. As a matter of fact, sometimes it just gets more painful. But the thing is, he, I think, oh. Yeah, sometimes maybe the pain is, I mean, it's there for a reason. Yeah. It's right, not like it's there, not going to happen. He warned you it's going to. There is, see, this is why I want my mind back. We talked about this with someone, Isaac. Oh. I don't remember that we did. No. no, my mind is like halfway there, but it's not coming up. But anyway, so let, let's move on to the, what Marcy put in there. Now, this is 
very powerful verse, especially for the people of faith. And this is Colossians 3.13 in the Passion Translation. It says... 3.14. 13. 13. 14. She said 14. Oh, she said 14. He's got 13 highlighted. We'll start at 13 and go to 14. You got 13 highlighted, so you got me straight over there. Way to bait the hook, buddy. Uh, tolerate the weakness of those in the family of faith. Tolerate. This is... I've lived in a church where this is not practiced. Which one? Tolerate? Tolerate the weakness of those in the family of faith. Forgiving one another in the same way you have been gracious. By the way, not in the church I am now. And I'm not saying the church does it anymore. It's just we came out of that. But um, it says, forgiving one another in the same way you have been graciously forgiven by Jesus Christ. If you find fault with someone, release the same gift of forgiveness to them. For love is supreme and must... This is what Marcy was talking about, uh, 14. For love is supreme and must flow through each of these virtues. Love becomes the mark of true maturity. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like in the NASB, uh, just 14. In addition to all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Even when it... Some of that dirtiness still hangs out from your whole life. Is that what you're saying? That's kind of what I get out of it. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the thing, the bad part about being a what what, what Sarchman is when you say, I don't care, is when you take on that role, you don't get that option. Yeah. I don't think any Christian should. Because. I don't think you get to. Yeah, yeah that, that kind of defies what we yeah. talked about, what love is. Yeah. If you don't care, you like, like you said, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because when God calls me to speak, I must, must speak. Because the thing about being a watchman and seeing these things is if you go and you tell them, and they still choose to go into destruction. That's, that's up to them. Your hands are clean, but if I do not do that, story of Jonah, dull blood is on my hands. Yeah. No, and so I've got to go through and let's let's what's if that being on my heart, right? Because I truly do love pe- people, and I want to see the absolute best. F- for them so it's like when you truly press in you don't get to say i don't care anymore right and i think i think so another thing is you say like he does ask us to speak and he, he does expect whatever but i think yeah we need to uh, the thing is, like that was I always heard that, but I didn't know how, how I could get myself. Like I, 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 a lot of times I feel like what we, I, I guess I've I've seen over the, what I've done over the years, like sharing gospel with people, wasn't so much Christ's ordination of me doing it. It was peer pressure, and there's a big difference. His word comes with the power to do it. You do not have to force yourself. He will open. I I had one more recent that doesn't come to mind now, but I know one when one, 
when Fado Jr. first went to the men's encounter, and he was going to have a testimony at the um, at what's the church? Slip my tongue. The, the one that crossed Franklin City Highway. Community? Yes, David, uh, yeah, Pastor Dave. Yeah. He was, and we actually came back early from our church because I wanted to listen. And they opened it up to f- open it up for everybody to testify. And I felt a burning in my chest that there was something, I didn't know what, I didn't have a, I had nothing. Usually, I, I, I've never prepared a testimony like I read it, wrote it down, but I usually had a verse or something to go with it. I had nothing, I didn't expect to go up there. And I and I was nervous. This is not even my church. Like first I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll do it. But this is not even my church. I'm not going. And then I just I kind of in my mind I prayed to myself, well, you want me to go up there? Then you'll have to make this happen. And then I felt the urge to stand up. And I said, all right, I'll stand up. And then you take it from there. And sure enough, I stood up and I don't remember myself until I stood behind the the pulpit. I didn't. I don't remember. And it it just it just came out. Like Bible verse, every something Psalms. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it just it just all came out. So there was a pastor that talked about like the original word, and Nolan will probably know more about this than because of the way you grew up, knowing the, the original meanings of the word. But the the word that is often used as what is kind of a commandment of God is the word Rhema, yeah, which comes with its own power to fulfill the commandment. Yeah, and I think that's where you, if especially I believe if if you're not sure whether this is a commandment of God or is it a commandment, or is it a peer pressure, that's an easy way to weed it out. Ask the Father to give you the strength to do it. If He doesn't, it's peer pressure. If He does, well then you know it's Him. Yeah. So, um, go, going more into that word, Rama. It means. Unstoppable. The, it is a thing that what 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 since it starts, nothing can stop it. With a force behind it. Yeah. So when Moses went into Egypt, God said, "I will be with you." But if you actually go back into the pure Hebrew Bible, he said. Go, Rama. That my me- word goes with you. Means go, and you cannot be stopped. So, that would. There's another thing that just opened up to me through that. That would also mean like where he says that my word will never come back empty. Yeah. That doesn't apply when you go and speak a word, that out of peer pressure, or whatever. Those might come back empty. When he wants me to speak a word and I go do it, that one will not come back empty because it is the word. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, that has the, the strength behind it, the, the power. Yeah. And it cannot be stopped. So it will not come back empty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It will produce fruit. That's very good. That's very good. That was interesting. What else? <laughs> Looks like we might be just past our hour marker. Yeah, we're past our hour marker. Well, gentlemen, ladies, whoever's listening, the purpose of this podcast is to encourage encourage gentle men. And in a lot of ways, my wife is a big part of making 
making me or in, in my journey to make myself a gentle m- gentle man in in her life and in the role that I play as a owner and leader that's sometimes difficult to say but leader and but the, the purpose of this podcast is to to inspire gentlemen and ladies if there's ladies listening uh me and my wife actually have a podcast plan one of these days she's got a book that she's going through that I need, I need to look into a little bit so i can ask her better questions but that is very interesting about sexualizing we, we've sexualized the world especially as christians and it goes back to if you look at a single thing all day long it'll be the clearest thing in your mind and in a lot of ways we've done that with pornography with with dolls with everything but anyway me and my wife will i'm not sure when yet we will talk about that but we have another podcast that's going to be on uh, the face i believe the ds performance diesel solutions facebook page yeah it won't be up on 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 this one it's because it's more about work and well, even though we've talked a lot about work in here but it, it's more straight up work and how we uh, how we work um how how we incorporate um our beliefs our walk with christ into our daily life and it's that kind of showing that that is a, also a spiritual battle so with that uh everybody have a good week see you guys next week